You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 56. We're talking about creating strategies for Facebook groups in your church. A go. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, whose wife graciously records these for free. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. It's me solo today. Well, my name's not solo. My name is Seth. Wouldn't that be cool? Seth Solo. I'd take it. My name is Seth. I'm your host. I'm so glad that you're here. And today I want to cover something really exciting that I've been very interested in last, especially last couple months. Uh, We're starting this at our church and it's how to really create a strategy uh, for, well, it's, it's strategies for creating Facebook groups. So how do you go about doing that, launching that strategy? What are they for? Understanding. So we're going to do a little bit of 101 on Facebook groups, and then we're going to talk a little bit about how to implement. So uh, I'm excited about that. But first, I wanted to tell you that this week, right now, if you're listening to it, it is the week of April 23rd in 2018, and there is a conference going on online called the Church Marketing Summit and it is the churchmarketingsummit.com is where you can go sign up for free. It starts tomorrow. Had the launch party online kind of thing tonight with Alejandro Reyes. Really cool, really great conference. Going to go for almost a week. Several uh, speakers per day. It's only 67 bucks. Well, I think it's gone up to 97 bucks for the all access lifetime pass to all these. I'm talking Jeff Goins, Carrie Newhoff, uh, Bo Coffrin. There's all kinds of really incredible speakers and, and minds in the area of social media and marketing and how to get your message out, especially Alejandro's heart is to the lost. Not just how do you communicate to your people? How do you communicate to people who are not inside the church? That's his big focus. I actually get to speak at this conference. It's awesome. I I talk about my one word, um, my one word vision for each platform, each social media platform and how to choose content and choose, uh, make decisions based on that one word, what you're trying to do. It's really purpose. It's like the, what's the purpose of your social media. So it's a great conference. It's going on right now. That church conference is coming up. It's the actual, that church summit coming up. So you can check that out. That's church summit.com. Uh, I'm actually speaking of that too. And I'm really excited about that because we're going to hit Instagram hard. Harnessing the smoldering power of Instagram. That is also free. You can go get that at at thatchurchsummit.com. And it is also free. So sign up for that. Make sure you're there. Um, Hopefully you'll be at that church conference in Atlanta in September. I'm going to that. I would love to meet some of you there. So if you're there and you listen to this podcast and you don't come say hello, I'm going to be upset. If I knew who you were, that would mean I would actually make sure you knew that, but I may not know who you are. So come introduce yourself. I'd love to meet you. So let's dig into our content for today. We're talking about strategies for Facebook groups. This is a big thing. Facebook changed the game with the new algorithm and it's really making people angry and frustrated. And how do we get our messages and how do we get with our people on Facebook? Do we jump ship? Do we do something else? What do we do? Let's talk about it. All right. So first we need to understand a little bit of strategy behind Facebook groups and what they are. Um, Understand we're not just starting a group. A lot of people are like, oh, we need to have groups now. Let's start a group. We don't need to do that. Okay. If you don't know why you're starting a Facebook group, then you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle with that. What do you want to do in the group? Like, what would you want the group 
to accomplish? What does a win look like? Do you want to connect with people? Do you want to just disseminate information? Do you want to uh, find a pool of people like a volunteer group uh, and talk shop? Or what are you trying to do with this group? Like there's a lot of different applications. And for each group you start, it could have a completely different goal. So that's important to think about before you launch groups. So understand and define your purpose before you ever launch a, a Facebook group. Also, before you launch a group, understand where groups fit in your strategy. I know that a lot of us think that groups is just the strategy, but Facebook groups, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you're doing, that's not a strategy. That's a tool. How you're using that tool is the strategy. Where is it in your funnel? So how are you thinking about Facebook groups? And I'll just tell you how I'm thinking on Facebook, how some of these work. The big funnel is the page, right? The the church page. That's where we run ads. We try to get new people to like our page. We try to reach people outside the church. And I'm going to tell you how to use groups for that as well. But right now, just thinking in the main mainstream kind of funnel idea. The page is really for the outside to bring people in. And then the next level down into the funnel is groups. So your groups are where you're going to get to know people and you're going to be able to interact as your profile, but you're not going to have to actually friend someone. They're not going to see your pictures or whatever, unless you don't put it in the group. So there's an element of kind of a, a distance between people while you're still getting to know people. So it's kind of that mid range relationship kind of deal. But I'll tell you this, I've made some of my best friends by joining in Facebook groups and just talking to people. So now and I friended, they friended me on Facebook and I accepted and I don't do that for everybody because Facebook's kind of my personal Instagram is more like, yeah, anybody let's go. But, but Facebook tends to be my, I'm not going to friend you unless I really have interacted with you or I know you, um, you know, and even if you're in a group with me and I don't really know you that well, I'm not going to just openly friend someone because that's personal and that's the bottom of the funnel. That's the profile. So as a church, you can start to think, okay, groups is probably the lowest, our lowest level, most personal. Our church is going to be able to really go on Facebook unless you as a communicator start getting in front of the camera, get personal and your pastor does it. And then they start to get to know you know your pastor. So then you can, and you can decide how far you want to go down with that. Um, our pastor is very personal. I know a lot of pastors are, some are not, some are not active. So it's, it's kind of whatever you need to do. Cause again, to find your purpose, what are you trying to do? Is it valuable for you to go that deep into the relationship or at this surface level of groups? Is that going to cover it? So think about your groups and how they fit into your strategy, because we're trying to get people to come to your church, right? Or at least to connect with Christ or connect with people that, uh, you know, I say at least connect with Christ, <laughs> at least do that. That's like the super goal, right? So uh, that's ultimately what we want everyone to do. Um, but we're trying to get people through social media to connect with our church, with people in it, to develop some real community, to develop some real life friends and people like they can, they can do things with, like go to Target with whatever. And if you're just, if that's the end of the goal, there is no funnel, there's no process on how groups or anything you're using like tools to wise, like Facebook or Instagram, if there's no goal for that, then, uh, like to what's, what the next step is and what, how the funnel works to get people to that level, then you're just really maintaining a tool. And it's really like, it could work. It might not work, but you're not really doing it. It's just kind of haphazard and out there. So that's not really a strategy. That's more of just, a how do you say that? How would I say that nicely? Um, waste of time. Okay. So well, that's not a waste of time. <laughs> I'm kidding, but it is, it is definitely a, a little bit of sideways energy. And I would ask you then, why are you doing it? Um, all right. So next thing, before you get started, this is our last thing before you get started, have a plan for day 365. 
Now, I say that because that's a year out. Have a plan that can get you to day 365. There's really two parts of that, that if you can get these two plan, these two things down, you need to know who is going to run your group besides you or help you do it. And what is your content schedule going to be like? Like, what are you posting in this group? So for instance, if you've got a, um, you know, I don't know, let's say a parenting group and you've got parents in the group and you're like, who's moderating? Well, a volunteer could help or another staff member moderate the group, which means they're going to be responsible for finding content. You're going to help posting this stuff on a regular basis. And you guys are going to talk about, should we post Monday, Wednesday, Friday? And what should we post on those days? Maybe Wednesday could be your announcement day since it's Wednesday and you might have church that night. And so, oh yeah, I should go to church. And also this reminder, or you can do Friday because Friday's fun day and maybe do something fun in there. Ask a question, maybe do some kind of question on Monday. So you could do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or just do Tuesday, Thursday, or, or do Tuesday, Wednesday, but just whatever you do, start small and decide and stick with it. You don't have to decide exactly what you're going to post. Just decide what kind of content you're going to post on those days. And then you've got a schedule that you're, you're looking at that way. When you show up on Wednesday, you're like, Oh my gosh, we got to post in the group. What are we posting? Uh, it says announcement. Okay. What do we need to announce? Okay. We got a potluck or whatever. Cool. Let's make, let's do a potluck announcement way easier to come up with it than go, Oh, we're supposed to post. What are we going to post? Crickets, crickets, crickets. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's, it's like some, it's like somebody pointing to you and going, Hey Seth, do something funny. Like, um, uh, and then I'll hurt myself somehow. I, I don't know how to do that. It's like, you can't put somebody on the spot. Don't put yourself on the spot with these groups. So have a little bit of a plan. And even if you want to change it along the way, know that it's a plan that if you did this for 365 days, it wouldn't get old. You could handle it. All right. So do that for the first year. Now, a little strategy on, what you can do with the group, some ideas on what kinds of groups you can start. So this is the thing that most people want to skip to. They want to know this part, but really there's two target audiences that you can connect with on groups. You can connect with your people that you already have, that you already know at your church, or you can connect with people that are outside the church. And obviously I've divided them in those two groups so that that's the only two groups. There's obviously way more groups than that. But for the purpose of what we're trying to do, right, and our goals and all the funnels and all the stuff we were talking about, Those are the two kinds of people you have, people that are already involved in your church that you're trying to communicate with and connect with and disciple, really. And there's people outside your church that you haven't connected with yet that you would like to. That's kind of your evangelism side of the coin. So let's talk about groups and how you connect with people you have. Here's some ideas for some groups, kind of how they can work. I think it's a no brainer for a student ministry or kids ministry to either do this on each one on their own or tag team a group where it is aimed at parents. Start a parents of students, parents of kids group. Advertise it on your main page. Tell people, tell all the parents, if you have kids between this age, go join this group. And here's what you can do. You can post seminar webinars. You can go on Facebook Live in there, do a Q&A. You can post articles in there. You can do some training in there. You can ask questions in there and really get a feel for what your parents of your students are going through. Why people are not doing this to baffles me. If I was a youth pastor today, I would be killing the Facebook group for parents because we all know that until a kid turns 16 years old, the parents are the ones that all those flyers are for, those announcements are for, because if the parents don't bring them, those kids ain't coming. So you, because they don't have a car and they certainly don't have money. And most kids don't have money until they get into college anyway. So 
You're aiming at parents and ministering to parents and helping parents not only know that you've got a sleepover thing happening or uh, like a lock-in. Not, not a, that sounded weird. Sleepover. <laughs> not having students spend the night at your house. That's creepy. Um, you're having like a disciple now and, oh, something's changed. Or we got to get to this other place. If you're a small church, this is frequent, right? There's always some moving part with a small church ministry, especially in youth ministry. And parents need to know that kind of stuff. It's also a great place to post photos of kids because you can't do that publicly. Uh, there's a, Well, you can, but there's a lot of risk involved. You want to get permission. Well, if you have in the group, you post in the group and it's private-ish. So that's a great way to, to disseminate like s- photos of your events and stuff. I know that we did uh, some kid stuff. They went to camp and we have a page and parents were constantly asking to see photos of their kids, which I was like, come on, guys. It's... Uh, come on. And, and so, but we were posting these photos. And I'm like, anybody can really see these and you're begging for them. Like it's that, that moment, that Michael Scott moment where you kind of, uh, that's, that's okay, but it's not, you know, it's like the, that gray line. You're like, I'm not sure if we should do this or not, but it's like kind of what we've always done. And I'm the new guy and I don't know if I want to rock the boat on this and choose my battle, et cetera. So that's a great use of groups is for photos, especially with kids. So let's get some other op- options, a staff Facebook group, um, training and information, private prayer requests. That's a great place for that prayer groups. If you have a group of prayer warriors that want to share, uh, on, on the fly, quick, like prayer requests and stuff, they get in a prayer ministry group is a great ministry group. Uh, marriage ministry groups, uh, our re-engage group has a lot of people in it and they post their, their teaching from the night. Like when they're, when they're done, they film it and then they just post it right after. And, uh, it's a great way to catch up and stay up to date on what's going on in the class and, um, talk about marriage and post articles. And here's some merit. Here's like a test you can do and, and some fun things you can do. Like what's the last, what's the, the last thing you did? Um, you had to admit you were wrong and it was funny, you know, or what's the, what's the, what's the worst thing chore you hate doing the most, you know, what's the chore you hate doing the most around the house, something like that. So you can always have fun with marriage stuff and, and kids stuff and parenting stuff. So make them fun. We started a photography group. This is kind of, if you want to get your, your uh, volunteer teams together. So think about your connections, volunteers, or your greeter in your greeter volunteers or your usher volunteers or your tech and your, and your worship team, having a group that you could talk about. I like this song, or I don't like that song, or here's a great thing I saw that we should do this, or here's a cool element we should have in our service where you can actually throw out ideas and have a community where it all lands and everybody sees it really cool for tech and worship and creative, uh, any kind of creative group. We did a photography group. I had five and I needed to find people. So I had like one photographer and then I had a couple others that I didn't know much about. And then we started a group and I advertised it once. And now we have like 15 really good photographers and 30 something people in the group. So, and we're a big church. So that's a great, that's a great percentage. That's not a lot of people, but for a church, our size, Man, our photography has gone way up because we have quality people that were itching to serve. They just didn't know how. And so we connect them with this group. I'm like, here's how we do it. So now when we have an event, we just post in the group, say, anybody want to do it? We have people that can do it. And we have people that we actually were like, I want them to do this. This is great. So we've actually been able to pair a pro photographer with somebody who's kind of new so they can shadow them, shoot together, and then also get tips and try here. Oh, use this lens, try this F-stop, you know. 
who's he, what's it? I don't know all the, all the lingo. So <laughs> help me out. You know, they help each other and they grow and they're good and they're doing so good. And I'm so happy with this group. I actually have a lay leader uh, named Felicia who's helping me run that whole team. She's awesome. She came to me and was like, I want to do photography, but I'm not really that great of a, of a photographer. And I was kind of like, well, why are you here then? <laughs> you know, like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing to me? You know, why are you, why are you here? I, I'm, I can train you. Sure. How good are you? And so I asked her what kind of camera she had and she didn't know. And I was like, oh boy, oh boy. So then she starts telling me, well, actually I run photography teams because my husband and I have a media consulting business and we do this for, for companies and we actually organize photo shoots and photographers and media professionals. And I was like, ding, ding, that's what I need you to do. Can you do that for me? And she's like, oh, that'd be so much better. So she's running our team. You never know who you're going to find when you find a Facebook group and you just start talking to people or you have some kind of assimilation method, which she came through our connection class and was like, yeah, great find. So uh, she's really taken that group off uh, to the next level. And it's awesome. And all of our webs, all of our social media has improved. All of our, anyway, I could talk about that all day, but that is, surra- that is surrounding a strategy around a group. Uh, tons of photographers that I would not know about if we hadn't started the group. All right. So there's some examples of how you can connect with the people you have. Let's talk about connecting with the people you don't have, because this is kind of the foreign thing. Katie Allred really pushed this at that church conference last year. I thought it was brilliant. We haven't really talked a lot about it since. She has a little bit, but uh, you know, how can we use Facebook groups to connect with people who are outside of our church? You think about it, this is a novel idea. It's like, here's your church running a group that's a parenting group. Right. But it's not like Christian Parenting Alliance 101, 316, whatever you want to call it. It's just parenting 101 or it's uh, grace based parenting. Uh, if you want to start a group based around that curriculum, it's just like uh, learning to parent kids. But uh, what would I call that? I call it raising kids that don't hate you. That's what I call mine. If I had something like that, raising kids that, that love you, and don't hate you, something like that. So you can easily start a parenting group, get a professional that understands parenting. Maybe your executive pastor can post in it. Maybe your pastor has a heart for this. He can help drive, he, he or she can help drive that content and then you can just post it and schedule it. So it's a way for you to stay connected with some of your adults and start to meet people that are not part of your church that are just looking for parenting advice. And every once in a while you could say we're out of, you know, in the, in the description, or you can say it here and there. We're from ex-Baptist church, you know, whatever your, your church is. And, uh, we love people and we love parents and we are constantly trying to help you guys love to see everybody there. Just invite them from time to time. And you'd be surprised how many people are like, you know, I get a lot of value out of this group. I really enjoy what they say. They really say it in a a nice way. I feel like I know some of these people. Maybe we should try that church out. Hey, why not? Worth a shot. Buy, sell, trade groups are also a way to do that. Now these can get dicey. So you have to really be on top of your game for these garage sale groups. But what if you started a group that was for just your church? Um, that's another internal way. But if you started it, that was just in the community, you're like, uh, I'm in Frisco. So like Frisco buy, sell trade. I think there's already one. So I could come up with a different name and let people just start posting and run the group. Here's a great way to reach people, meet new people and talk to people Now, that's a little bit more of a team effort, so that's a big undertaking. Uh, Missions groups. We could do mission groups that are about our mission work, but what if we made them public and started just sharing things into the group that they could share outside of the group and invite people into the group that are just interested in serving? I mean, gosh, this one's also another no-brainer. 
because there are so many people that don't understand. They want the king. They want the kingdom without the king. And what they really are asking for, they want you to be good. They want you to serve. They want you to love your neighbor, but they don't want to talk about Jesus. So this is a good inroad to doing all the things that they're interested in. And then while coming to these projects, like if you're just going to work at a homeless shelter for Saturday and you announce it in there, you might get some people that are not part of your church that come and want to serve. That's a chance for you to rub shoulders with people from your community that are not believers. I mean, wow. What an incredible opportunity. And all you have to do is use the group, keep it public and let people in that aren't exactly Christian-y. You might feel so you might hear some bad words and you might see, hear some things that are inappropriate, but you'll have to just monitor that and let people come in so that you can connect with them around something they care about. Because these groups, the real goal of groups, and I should have said this from the beginning, is is finding common ground with people to have conversations and connections with. And, and, and hopefully through that, it's just standard ministry, right? It's, that is the standard ministry definition. We are trying to find common ground. That's what Jesus did. Parables. He talked about things that they understood. We're trying to find common ground that we can connect with you. And then by connecting with you on this thing, unrelated to the gospel, we can share the gospel. So that is always the, the strategy. And here in Facebook groups, we have a way to do that. Uh, this is evangelism. This is a great way to do outreach. Missions, whatever you're doing, whatever you're serving, uh, if you're collecting donations on Sunday, put that in your group and say, we're collecting donations. Come join us on Sunday and drop off a donation. And maybe they'll come just to donate, but stay and hear something they need to hear. You never know. You want to make it likely that they will hear the gospel. And this is a great way to do it. I love mission work. I love that this is a connection for, for how missions can use Facebook groups. Uh, we have a group of our own church and they're doing things like throwing baby showers for women who are unwed mothers in the neighborhood that have nobody, you know, and then our church is, is passing on a little money to buy like a car seat. Awesome. Awesome stuff. And you can find all that kind of stuff. People will tell you about things in that group and you will find ministry um, just beyond what you really ever thought was it was out there. You will start finding yourself getting pretty excited, and pretty busy. Okay, so there's a way to connect with people that you don't have already coming to your church. So let's talk about how to start these groups. How do you roll these things out? Because you can't just like make it and then say, we have a group now. Obviously, you need a lot of things beforehand, but here's what I would do. I would start with the easiest one, whatever that is for you. For us, it was a staff group. We started a Hope staff group. That was easy. We started doing some things. We hardly do anything with it right now. Um, and that's on, and that's on me cause we're building a building and doing all kinds of stuff. It's just kind of falling by the wayside, but we do post some fun things in there. We do post some training stuff in there. Uh, it's, it's got potential, but that was the easiest one for us. Then we went to a marriage re-engage group. Now we have a serve, it's called serve the world, but it is a missions group. And so we're, we're slowly branching out when I have people that can run it. We have an understanding of who's going to run it and who's going to post and what the strategy is and what we're trying to do with it. And once we have that, we launch it. I post about it. Hey, join this group. And people start joining it like crazy. So I would roll it out when you're ready to roll it out. Don't waste time. And you're never actually perfectly ready. But when you have somebody ready to, to moderate and you have a plan, it's time to go. Okay, it's time to go. And if ever it backs off where this person bails out or whatever, then you just have to, I mean, it's just like anything else. You just have to roll with it and come up with a new strategy on the fly, or you can shut it down for a second and then find somebody else and ask in the group, anybody want to run this group? 
or find somebody that's been active in the group that can also moderate. So I would also recommend this strategy. You are the admin. You have one other admin that's probably your boss or a staff member. And then anyone running the group, whether they're staff or they're volunteer, is a moderator. And the reason is because an admin can do things like change the cover. Uh, that admin, An admin can kick another admin out. And if you go to get sideways with somebody on your staff and that's a moderator or a lay person that's a moderator and they get mad at you, they can kick you out of the group and then you've lost control. So you need to be a moderator. You need to, you need to be an admin. They need to be a moderator. That's my advice. You do what you like, but that's my advice. So your pastor may require some other strategy. Um, I've seen groups before where there's like nine people and they're all admins you know, moderating the group. So, um, these different permissions have different things they can do. So you need to check into that. I would also recommend Facebook business manager. Now you can just type in business manager in Google, Facebook business manager, and it'll take you to that. It's a way to set up your groups and your pages and all that in one place that you can monitor and, and run ads and do all that from your Facebook without getting really confusing. The problem is business manager is very confusing. <laughs> so I basically run like six different pages and a couple of groups, um, through well, really not groups, really more pages. So I run the pages through business manager. So like five or six of them, that way I can assign a payment option, like a different credit card for each, each one of my, um, uh, ad sections, you know, for like each page, Um, I have it all set up one for hope fellowship. And then like some of these pages, like four or five of them are set up for hope fellowship to assign to that credit card. And then I have my own credit card in there too, with my own pages, like the seminary of hard knocks. And, um, that's really it. The seminary of hard knocks in my Instagram. And so I can run ads to that. I hardly, I never really do that, but, um, I have a credit card set up on that as well. So if I need to run an ad over there, it's separate and I can keep it all separated. Uh, thank you offspring. So Anyway, that's the strategy that I I recommend for Facebook groups. I'd love to hear what you're doing with Facebook groups. That's just the basic 101 kind of rundown, how to get started. And here's why I think this is important. Pages obviously are not going to be the place where organic reach is going to be your best friend. The algorithm is not your buddy. Um, However, I do like how it's focused. It's forcing us to be more conversational. And I think no matter what you do, whether it's pages or groups or Instagram, your posts, your social strategy should be conversational. It should not be, here's all the announcements. And if you have to do a lot of announcements, they should be conversational announcements and try to form them in a way that is asking questions and getting people talking. Because if you can't do that, Facebook's made it pretty clear they're going to basically shut you down to the point where it's kind of pointless to even be on on the platform. I know that's an oversimplification. It's a lot more nuanced than that. But however, you know, you're an expert. You're out there doing it. You're in the trenches with me. And I think that we're going to we're going to knock this out of the park with Facebook groups. So use your page, connect your groups to your Facebook page so that people can find it and get rolling on some of those Facebook groups. All right, guys, follow me on Instagram at Seth Muse. Lots of fun stuff going on over there. I'm doing some more personal stuff in stories and some great communication stuff during in the feed. So go follow me there. And I would love it if you would join my Facebook group that I have called the Seminary of Hard Knocks Facebook group. It is found, you can go to sethmuse.com slash group and it'll take you there or you can just search me on Facebook. You will recognize it because I'm black and yellow, black and yellow all day long. See you guys next t- next week. And uh, I think we're going to go one more week back to back and then we're going to go back to our two 
every two weeks podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening. Get the show notes for today at sethnews.com slash five, six, and I will see you next week. See ya.